We praise Thee, O God, for the Son of Thy love, for Jesus who died and is now gone above. Hallelujah, Thine the glory. Hallelujah, Amen. Hallelujah, Thine the glory. Revive us again. We praise Thee, O God, for the Spirit of Thy light, who has shown us our Savior and scattered our night. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Revive us again. All glory and praise to the Lamb that was slain, who has borne all our sins and has cleansed every stain. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Revive us again. We have made preparation for this service this morning and this week. We are prayed up. We are visited up. We have invited. We have made preparation for here today. And I want you to know and understand this morning that I cannot revive you. Revival does not come from a preacher. It does not come from a single message. It does not come from a single song. But it comes from a loving Savior who loves us and is willing to revive our hearts and our souls this morning. I know this, and I've been in a lot of revival meetings, and I've experienced this. The more that we desire to have revival, the more that we will be revived. And the more sacrifice that we make for revival, the more that we will be revived. And I promise you this week, that if you make every sacrifice that you can to be here, and not just sacrifice to be here, but sacrifice to be prepared spiritually to be here for revival, God is going to bless our intentions. And God is going to revive our hearts and our souls. Are you ready today, Promised Land Church, for revival? Are you ready for revival in your heart and your soul? I want you to have it, but I can't force it upon you. You've got to accept it for yourself today. You've got to ask for it on your own today. And the revival that we will have this week is a, is a bunch of services, but I pray that revival would break out in our hearts and souls. I pray souls would be saved. I pray souls would be saved, but I, I pray the saved will be renewed this week. Psalm 51 this morning. Psalm 51. What a beautiful song this morning. What beautiful specials. It has all been good. It has all been for the purpose of bringing honor and glory to Jesus Christ. And I believe that's been done this morning. If you love the Lord, say amen. Amen. If you're glad to be here, say amen. amen. If you love Jesus, smile real big and pretty. Isn't He wonderful? He is so wonderful today. Let's stand for the reading of God's Word. Psalm 51. I'm just going to read part of a verse in verse 12. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Would you read this with me again? Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in the same plea that King David came to you. And Lord, I ask that you restore unto us the joy of your salvation, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would revive our hearts and our souls. Lord, I want more than just a service. Lord, I want more than just to meet here. Lord, I want you to be here with us. I want to be restored. I want to be revived. Lord, I want an all-new excitement and joy, Lord, that I hadn't had in a long time. I pray revival would start with me this morning. 
Lord, I ask for revival for Promised Land Church. Lord, we have prayed. We have asked you for it, Lord, and I know that you're going to grant our plea. Lord, I pray that you give me the grace that I stand in need of to preach every message according to your will and your way, Lord. Lord, revive our hearts. Cause your face to shine upon this church. Lord, behold, visit this vine. Lord, we want you. Lord, we need you this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated this morning. I want to speak to you upon that single plea that King David made unto the Lord. Lord, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. There are two spiritual conditions in which we can be today that are very, very dangerous. Number one, you can be in the condition that you are here this morning and you have never been saved. We call that lost. Lost without Jesus Christ. And if you are lost today without Jesus Christ, you are in a very dangerous position. Because if you're lost, you can never have eternal life. You can never have eternal life. So my invitation to you today is to be saved. Another dangerous spiritual condition is somebody that is saved, but is out of fellowship with Jesus Christ. I want you to know it's a dangerous place to be, is to be saved and not be in fellowship with Jesus. Let me tell you something. If you don't have fellowship with Jesus, it is impossible for you to have the abundance of your salvation. You will never live in that abundant life that Jesus has promised you until you are in fellowship with Him. We can point, we can talk, but every Christian gets to the place every now and then where we get out of fellowship with Jesus. And if it can happen to King David, it can happen to any of us this morning. This was a man after God's own heart. This was a man who loved the Lord. He praised God. He worshiped God. He thanked God like nobody ever did. Man, he wrote some of the most beautiful songs. He, we see some beautiful prayers that he prayed. This man loved the Lord. But this was a man, and he made mistakes, and he messed up. And we know in this chapter here of Psalm 51 that this is the division that he wrote. In the sin with Bathsheba. This is when he was in a very tough place in his life. And this great man of God, a man after God's own heart, was out of fellowship with the Lord. And friend, if he can get out of fellowship with God, so can you and so can I. We can get to the place spiritually that we get out of fellowship with the Lord. Revival is for the sole purpose of bringing us back into that fellowship with God. And so I want to invite you, child of God, this week, that you would have your salvation restored unto you. I pray for a revival this week. I pray that our relationship with Jesus is sweeter this week than it's ever been. I pray that we leave this place this week with the same joy and the same excitement that we had the very day that we met Jesus. I pray for revival. I pray for renewed relationships. Maybe you are here this morning, and it's been a long time since you and Jesus have been in fellowship. Maybe you're here today, and it's been a long time since you felt the joy of your salvation. Praise God, you can get it back today. Praise God, it can be restored today. I want you to notice the plea of King David here. If you're with me, say amen. I want you to notice the plea here. And I want to ask a few questions about the joy 
of our salvation. Number one, what is the joy of thy salvation? Notice verse 12. He said, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. The word restore means to bring back. It means to reinstate. It means that something that had life at one time, now that life is taken away, basically. And this word simply means to bring life back. David said, God, I lost it, and I need it back. I need it reinstated. And he said, restore unto me. And that word restores us is similar to that word revive. Revive me, God. Revive me. He said, notice what he said. He said, restore unto me the joy. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. David said, God, I have lost the joy of my salvation. It is impossible today for a child of God to lose their salvation. But it is possible to lose the joy of our salvation. And I want you to understand today that King David prayed, God, I want it back. Do you remember that day that you met Jesus? Do you remember that day He saved your soul? Do you remember that day that He redeemed you and forgave you? Are you all awake this morning? Man, if you all can't smile about that, something wrong. Do you all remember that day He touched you for the very first time? Do you remember that day that He came and He saved your soul and He bought you and He brought victory to your life? You've been living in bondage. You've been living in sin. And all of a sudden Jesus came in and bought you and saved you and He set you free from the bondage of sin. Do you remember? You couldn't help but to smile. You couldn't help but run to tell somebody. You couldn't help but run down the aisle and tell the church that Jesus saved you. You couldn't help but run to the neighbors and say, Hey, Jesus, save my soul. And David had that. But David got to the place where he lost it. He lost it. Friend, when I got saved, man, I was shouting from the hilltops. Man, Jesus saved me. Look what God done. I was a sinner bound for hell. But now Jesus saved me and I'm going to heaven. Man, if I don't set you on fire, you're dead inside. Amen. Man, I set me on fire, but I'm going to be honest. There's days that I'm not living in that joy. There's days as Christians that we go forward and we live in this whole sin-stricken world and we lose the joy of our salvation. Let me tell you, you don't have to live life like that any longer. David said, bring it back to me, God. God, give it back to me. Is it possible today that we can live every day like the very first day we met Jesus? Brother Chuck, you remember that day? You remember that day, the fire and the joy and the excitement? Do you realize you can live in that every single day of your life if you want it? David said, I want it. Bring it back to me. Reinstate it to me, God. God, bring it back to me. I lost it and I want to find it again. But notice what he said. He said, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Not necessarily David's salvation, but God's salvation that God gave David. I like that. It's not my salvation, it's His salvation that He gives me. Amen? And the salvation that He has given me, we need to live and walk in the joy and the excitement of our salvation. Do you realize this lost and dying world needs to see the church excited? They need to see the joy of our salvation. And He said, Lord, reinstate it to me. Lord, bring it back to me. Lord, I want it back. Now, I want you to notice, number two, how do we lose that joy? Look back in verse 1. If you're with me, say amen. Amen. Psalm 51 and verse 1. 
He said, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out all of my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgression, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned. And done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou Judges. So how is it today that as a child of God, when we get saved, we're on fire. I'm telling you, we got our, we got our super soaker ready and we're charging hell with that water gun. And I'm talking about we're excited, we're on fire. And before we know it, we've done lost that fire. Before we know it, we see people all the time. We've done it. We get saved. We're going to church. We're on fire. And then for, before we know it, we stop going to Sunday school. And then before we know it, we stop going to Sunday morning service. And then before we know it, we don't quit praying. We don't quit studying our Bibles. What is it today that brings us to that place that we can lose the joy of our salvation? In the life of David, it was called sin. He said, I have sinned. I have transgressed. I have done evil. And what brought this into his life was the adultery that he had with Bathsheba. And David thought that he could live life any way that he wanted to and still be in that fellowship with the Lord. But David was wrong. And what David didn't understand is that sin interrupted his fellowship between him and God. Why did we need to be saved to begin with? Because we come short of the glory of God. And the only way that we can get on the same level with God is through that personal relationship with Jesus. Okay? And when there is sin in our life and we are living in sin, I want you to know that that will hinder the fellowship between us and God. Listen to me. God has always been against sin. God will always be against sin. God cannot fellowship with sin. Y'all hear me this morning? God cannot, will not, and ever, never will He accept sin in our life. He wants us to be obedient to Him. And when we get saved, He gives us the joy of that salvation. And if we enter into a life that is not pleasing to Him, we will lose the joy of that salvation. Friend, listen to me. When you are saved, you're not to live like the world any longer. You're not to live like them any longer. You are to put away the old man and put on the new man. And it is unacceptable for us as God's people to live like we used to. Jesus saved us. He's bought us. He redeemed us. He brought us into this new life. And now we get to live it. But if we enter into a life of sin, we'll lose the joy. Of our salvation. You cannot live life any way you want to anymore. That Holy Spirit's not going to leave you alone. Praise the Lord. Amen. I've tried to run away from God. I've tried to get as far away as I could. But I could not run God. Because He made me miserable. And I remember those nights that I was living in sin and not living in the joy of my salvation. That every night that sweet Holy Spirit came to me and made me miserable. You're living in sin. You're living in sin. You know what? The preacher's going to quit preaching eventually, but that Holy Spirit will never hush. <laughs> Amen. We're living in that sin. We're living any way we want to. That Spirit's still convicting us, making us miserable. And friend, He's saying, you know what He's saying? Come home. Come home. Come home to me. David said, God, restore unto me the joy. He lost it. Why? Because there was sin in his life. 
And when he lost that joy, and when he lost that excitement, and he lost what he had with Jesus, friend, all of that went away. But I'm going to tell you something. God didn't turn his back on David. But it was David that turned his back on God. And there's many today that that we blame God and we get mad at God when we live our life any way we want to. And then something happens and we feel like God's not there and we want to blame God. Let me tell you something. God is right where we left Him today. God told us, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. God never turned His back on King David. God's never turned His back on you. God never turned His back on me, but I've turned my back on Him many times. David turned his back on God. So how was it that he lost the joy of his salvation because David walked away from it? Listen to me, church. When we lose the joy of our salvation, it's because we walked away from it. We made those decisions, and we are today where we are because of those decisions we made. If you're not living in the joy of your salvation, don't blame it on me. Don't blame it on God. Don't blame it on anybody in this church. You blame it on yourself. Friend, let's quit blaming other people. David said, I've acknowledged my sin. Friend, we got to acknowledge it today. We have to admit it today. Number three, what happens when we lose that joy? I want you to notice in verse 10, he said, Create in me a clean heart. Friend, when we lose the joy of our salvation, that excitement is gone. That gladness is gone. The happiness, the peace that we get is gone. It is hidden from us. But notice what he said in verse 10. He said, create in me a clean heart. David said, I have a dirty heart, God. When you lose the joy of your salvation, you are spiritually in a bad place. David said, my heart is dirty and I need it to be cleaned. When we are in need of revival, that means that spiritually we're in bad shape. Spiritually, we have a problem. Friend, we don't need to hide it any longer. God sees what's in our heart this morning. He sees everything that's going on. And if we are not where we need to be spiritually, He sees that. And spiritually, we have a problem. He said, create in me a clean heart. Friend, what happens when you lose the joy of your salvation is you get spiritually discerned. And spiritually, you have a problem. And inside of your heart, you need to be revived. David never said, clean my hands. He never said, clean my feet. He never said, clean my head. But he said, oh God, clean my heart. Clean my heart. Listen, we don't need revival in our toes. Hello? We don't need revival in our heads. We need revival in our hearts and in our souls. That's where we need to be revived because when we get to the place we lose the joy of our salvation, our hearts are in the wrong place. Notice what he said. He said, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew, I love this, a right spirit within me. I tell you, when you lose the joy of your salvation, your spirit and demeanor changes. It changes. Listen to me, Missionary Baptist Church. Sometimes as Christians, we get negative. When we lose the joy of our salvation, we get critical. We get negative. We get pharisaical. We get legalistic. When we get to the place we lose the joy of our salvation, we're miserable. And we want everybody else to be miserable around us. Let me tell you something. As God's people, sometimes... We can become so negative 
that not only are we bringing ourselves down, but we're bringing the people around us down with us. And when we get to that place that we lose the joy of our salvation, we are miserable inside and we're making everybody around us miserable too. Negative. Self-centered. Hey, I'm not pointing my finger at you because I've been there many, many, many times. You remember when the great revival at Nineveh broke out? You remember souls got saved, the most wickedest city in the world. God went down to Nineveh that day and saved them. And even the most wicked king in all the world repented of his sins. He even sat there and sat close in ashes in repentance and mourning over his sin. And everybody was shouting and celebrating. But you know who wasn't? The preacher. The preacher who preached the message that brought that great revival was mad and bitter at God and negative. You know what he did? He went outside of town. He built him a little booth. And he said, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to watch this city fall. Well, that's a good preacher right there, ain't it? Boy, ain't that the kind of preacher y'all want? Boy, that's negative, isn't it? That's negative. And when we get to the point in the place that we lose the joy of our salvation, we're not helping anybody out. Because we get so negative and we get so down about things. As God's people, God has brought us out of bondage. We don't have to live in that bondage anymore. I'm sick of negativity. When I was lost and undone, that's all I had was negativity. When we get saved, let's do away with that negativity. Let's get rid of that negativity. Let's get rid of that spirit. That spirit of, I can't do this. Boy, when you lose the joy of your salvation, you have the bad case of I can'ts and I won'ts. I won't go to church. I can't do this. I can't do that. Friend, when you get revived, you know it's not about you, but it's Him that lives in you and dwells in you. Friend, listen, we have got to get the Spirit back. We have got to get rid of that negativity. We have got to get rid of that lack of faith. We've got to get revived. Renew within me that right spirit. Friends, sometimes we need to get our spirit changed. Because sometimes we have a bad spirit. You know what happens when the preacher has a bad spirit? It's going to rub off on his congregation. That's why I pray and I try every day to be where God wants me to be. Friend, maybe you're in that place today where you come in here and you just think, and all you can think is negative, 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 negative. And you're just in your Christian life. That's how your Christian life is. It's negative, negative, negative. Well, look at this one. Look at that one. Quit looking at everybody else and look at you. Isn't that what David did? Nathan came to town. (laughs) And David began to tell the story. Or Nathan told the story. And David said, let's go get him. And he said, wait a minute. Thou art the man. David pointed fingers at everybody else. But it was David himself who needed to be revived. It was David himself who needed the joy of this salvation brought back. Notice what the Bible says here. He said, Create in me a clean heart, renew the right spirit within me. Notice verse 11. Are you awake this morning? Notice verse 11. Cast me not away from thy presence. Take not the Holy Spirit from me. Let me tell you something. That's bad business when a child of God is saying, God, don't take your spirit from me. Oh, don't cast me from your presence. Don't raise your hand, but how many of you have been saved and you felt like the presence of God was gone from you? 
Let me remind you what the Bible says. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing can pluck us out of His hand. God is not gone from you, but the joy is gone from you. The peace is gone from you. You didn't lose the Holy Spirit. David never said he lost the Holy Spirit, but he felt like he was fixing to lose the Holy Spirit. He felt like he was a mile away from the presence of God. What an awful feeling to have as a child of God. We should walk in that presence every day. We should live in the presence of God every single day in our life. But he felt like the Spirit was leaving him. Remember when that spirit came to him? When he was a little boy in daddy's house. You remember the prophet came to the house that day. He said, Jesse, bring in your boys because you got the next king of Israel in your house. That little lad walked in the house and he said, there he is. He anointed him and the Spirit of God fell upon him that day. David lived and walked in the Spirit of God. But let me tell you something. He got to the place spiritually where, spiritually where he felt like he done lost it. What an awful feeling to have. You don't have to feel like that this morning. You've been there and I've been there. And there is no sense in us having that feeling any longer. Because you know what? God didn't leave us. But we left Him. God didn't leave us. God, take not your Holy Spirit from me. Take not your Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit never left Him. I'm glad the Spirit never leaves us. But friend, we can leave Him. We need to be restored. If you're here today and you need to be restored, you may ask the question, how is it that we return to the joy of our salvation? Would you listen this morning? If you listen to anything that I say this morning, would you listen to this? If you're sitting there today and it's been years since you've been able to live in the joy of your salvation, I want you to know that you can get it back. I want you to know that it can be restored. I want you to know today that America can still be restored. Nobody, no family, no nation, no city, no town, no state is too far gone that God cannot revive. I want you to know that God can revive us. He can revive this church. He can revive this town. Listen to me now. He can revive the United States of America. You say, well, if old Trump gets it... We can have revival. No, Trump's not going to bring us revival. Not, nor Hillary, nor Cruz, nor any of them. Jesus is where revival comes from. If we're going to get revived, if we're going to get restored, if we're going to get reinstated, we're going to have to go back to where it all started today. And I want you to know where it started in my life. I want you to know where it started in the life of King David. Notice what he said in Psalm 51 and verse 2. He said, Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. And cleanse me from my sin. Notice verse 7. He said, Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. And wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. I know that it's not very popular today, that it's called the old fogey religion. It's called the old bloody religion. But I'm telling you, I'm part of that old bloody religion because I'm a blood-bought Baptist. I'm a blood-bought child of God. I got saved by the blood of Jesus. I'm going to heaven by the blood of Jesus. I keep my salvation restored every day by the blood of Jesus. I get my wash, my sins washed and cleansed every day in the blood of Jesus. It all started with the blood. It's 
going to finish with the blood. So friend, let's stick with the blood of Jesus today. Even King David said, God, I'm messed up. There's sin in my life and I need you to clean me. I need you to wash me. I need you to purge me. Friend, if we got clean today and we got washed and we got purged by the blood of Jesus, we would have revival. Revival begins at the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Salvation starts there. Revival starts there today. When we get back to the precious blood of Jesus. Now he said, purge me with hyssop. I love that. Hyssop is a branch. It's the same branch that they used back there in Egypt. When God said, I'm going to come through and I'm going to kill the firstborn of every family. And he said, I'm going to come through. But he said, Israel, you take the lamb and you kill that lamb and you allow that blood to be spilt upon the altar and you take the hyssop branch. And you take that hyssop branch and you dip it down in the blood and you go to the doorpost of every household and you wipe it upon that doorpost. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And that day there was family after family saved by the blood of the Lamb. That day there was shouting. The Bible said the very next day Israel come out and that's one of the first songs ever recorded in the Bible is when God's people got escaped from Egyptian bondage and they got out shouting and singing and praising a whole chapter, Brother Allen, when Israel was just singing and praising God. You know why? Because the blood of the Lamb was spilt the night before. And they took a hold of the blood of that lamb and they put it upon that doorpost and every family could be revived and could be saved because of the blood of the lamb. And all of those years ago, it hadn't changed. Well, we're in 2016. We're in the modern day. Friend, it's still the bloody way. It's still there. It's still by the blood. It's still by the blood. It saved those Israelites. It saved those families that day. It will save my family today. And it will save your family today. It's still by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. That's where revival begins. When we go to Jesus and we say, Jesus, I've messed up. I've been living life like this. Hey, we're not fooling Him. You can fool me. You can fool this church, but you're not fooling God. There's a whole bunch of times that I walked in Hyde Park Church in West Monroe that I thought I had everybody fooled. And I may have, but I didn't have God fooled. And I was miserable. And I wasn't hurting anybody but myself. But all that day, August 17, 2004, I finally had enough. I was saved, but I needed to be revived. And I fell down on the ground in the grass in my parents' front yard. I said, God, I'll leave this place if you'll never bring me back. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me. And He cleaned me that day. He cleaned me when I was 13 years old and saved my soul. He'll clean me every day when I come to Him and I bring my sins before Him. He'll clean me and wash me. Friend, revival comes at the precious blood of Jesus. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. Isn't that beautiful? There is a fountain to get clean today. There is a fountain. The other day, the kids come in and Lacey said, Oh, you stink. (laughs) Oh, get in the tub. Get in the shower. Get cleaned. Christians, let's get real. There's days we stink. And we need to get clean. We need to get washed. 1 John, and I'm done. Would you please look at this verse? 1 John chapter 1. I'm so encouraged today 
that we can have revival. I'm so encouraged today that all the problems in this nation and everything that's going on, that every one of these things can be fixed because of these verses that we're about to read. Listen, 1 John chapter 1 and verse 8, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. You may have sat there this morning, well, there ain't no sin in my life. The Lord said there's sin right there. You just lied. <laughs> you just lied. Notice verse 9. He said, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He's faithful to forgive us from all unrighteousness. Oh, if people would be saved, we'd have revival. Lost people don't need to be saved. They need to be saved. You can't revive something they don't have. Revival is for the saved. And the Bible says that if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There is not anything in your life that Jesus can't forgive you for today if you take it before Him. Notice what He said. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar. And His Word is not in us. Would you come before Him today and say, Lord, here's my sins. Here's my sins. Wash me. Purge me. Clean me. Christians, we need to get cleaned in the blood of Jesus. We get program after program and they all have their place. We have ministry after ministry and they all have their place. But may I tell you, nothing can substitute for the precious blood of Jesus. You can be saved by the blood of Jesus today. You can get revived at the blood of Jesus is your ear open this morning? Hamburg, Arkansas can be revived at the blood of Jesus. Are you listening this morning? The United States of America can get all of their problems fixed at the blood of Jesus. Well, if old, if old brother Chuck will go get right, don't point your finger at him anymore. Even though I am, I don't know why. <laughs> but it starts with you. And it starts with me. Quit looking around. Quit saying, well, if old so-and-so gets saved, old so-and-so gets right, boy, we'll have revival. Boy, if old Bullwells get his heart right, man, we'll have church. It starts with me. And it starts with you. Come to the blood. Get clean. Get washed. Get purged this morning. Lost person, would you be saved today? Would you be saved? Very quiet, very reverent. Let's stand. Every head bowed, every eye closed. These altars are open. If you need to come to the altar... If you need to come forward and talk to me, let's talk this morning. If you need to be saved, if you need to make a public decision, let's do it right now. As, as she plays, y'all come.